This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. We have been given our title of our show, talking about gospel and gospel-related things. The last couple days, we're dealing with different questions that specifically are dealing with the gospel and salvation. We started a couple days ago talking about what is the gospel. Yesterday we talked about what is the relationship between faith and repentance, saving faith and repentance. And today we want to deal with a couple of uh, questions that my guess is that many, if not only you personally, but maybe those that you come in contact with have questions and doubts about this. We all come from a, a certain perspective and tradition that, that we believe teaches one thing, but we do know that we're surrounded by many that teach another. And specifically, we're talking about the question of, can believers lose their salvation? Give the short answer, and then we can expand on it. No. No. Okay. That makes for good radio, but <laughs> maybe let's flesh that out a little bit. Uh, in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, Jesus says, says this, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Yeah. The, the right phrasing of this question is not, can a Christian lose their salvation, implying that it's something that we possess of our mm-hmm. own, but rather, can Jesus lose a Christian? Right. And John mm-hmm. 10 is, is emphatically no. No one no. will snatch them from Christ's hand. They belong right. to him. I find John to be a fascinating writer. Mm. He doesn't quite work how my mind works. I'm pretty confident that there's a reason why John didn't keep the books for the disciples. He was not a linear thinker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I don't believe he was probably a mathematician. And it's interesting, though, as he writes in this kind of circular fashion, in both of in his gospel and his first epistle, he gives the purpose statement of the book at the end of the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most people would right. write it at the beginning of the book, not John. He puts it at the end, and he says, These things are written that you may... That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. So that's his purpose of the of the Gospel of John: that you might know who Jesus is and put your faith, saving faith, in Him. And then in his in First John five, he gives his purpose statement deep in the book, where he says in five thirteen, "I write these things to you who believe in the name of the, of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he writes the gospel so that they might believe. He writes his first epistle so that they might have an assurance of eternal life in the one in whom they have believed. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think if you just take just John's writings alone, you get this sense of the security that the believer is to have in their eternal right. salvation. And, and I think this question goes to uh, that Latin phrase, the ordo salutis, the order of salvation. We read in, in Romans chapter 8, a whole order of salvation, a chain of salvation here in Romans eight twenty nine. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Now, that takes us all the way from eternity past to eternity future. And uh, and the, the whole idea of that is God is the author of this salvation God doesn't do things halfway. He doesn't go, wow, I was starting so good with that. Let me just smash this mud down and start all over. He, he, does, he, completes what, he completes what he begins. And when we're talking about where salvation is ours because of, of God and his work, we know that he, we know he's going to bring it to completion. Right. This is Paul's word to the Philippians. He who has begun a good work in you will perfect it all the way to the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think this question comes up because you know we've we've known people who have professed faith and and then seem to have rejected it and turned away, and uh, you know that brings up this natural question: Well, were they actually saved to begin with, or can we lose our salvation? And I think there's two ways we can look at it: is one those individuals could be a prodigal son. They could be one who is in the church and then is going out and kind of rejecting, but then we can pray for and trust that in God's timing, he will bring them back. My mom used the illustration of like when parents guide their kids across the street, you know, they have a hold of their hand, but sometimes kids don't want to hold the hand of their parent. And so they try to pull away, but a loving parent will still hold on. There may be some distance from the parent as the kid tries to pull away, but the parent still holds on and brings them back. Um, Or as the gospel, that's one. The other option is that, as John also says in his epistle in chapter 2, in verse 19, he says, they went out from us because they were not of us. Mm -hmm. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they may be made manifest that none of them were of us. And so that speaks to a profession of faith that wasn't genuine, uh, where someone didn't truly believe. And so then they're met with some trial or obstacle, as Jesus talked about, the seed that's scattered on various types of soil, and they, they fall away. You know, in uh, the, the five points of Calvinism, you know, if you were to use that tulip, you know, which is really something that came out of the canons of Dort, but that final one, the perseverance of the saints, we believe in the perseverance of the saints. There's two sides to that. There's the preservation of the saints by God. There's the persevering in that faith by uh, the mm-hmm. believer. Uh, so both of those go together. They, again, two sides of the same coin, perseverance and preservation. I think it's and hopefully this is heard correctly. You have kids that grow up in a Christian home, grow up in the church, are taught these truths from a very young age. And what I'd normally say is all 10-year-olds love Jesus hmm. that grow up in a Christian home and in a church because that's what they know. That's the air that they've been breathing. And the reality is it's hard to know if that faith is is 
is a is a genuine saving faith or if they've they've just puppeted and, and mirrored what they've been told which is great you want them to have that be the air that they breathe but it's it is hard to know whether that is genuine and it could be that some of them are going to get to be in their late teens and early 20s and say that wasn't for me i never really believed that but although we we're not we saying we're not saying that children uh, can't believe I mean, no, even, absolutely. Even, even you know paul talks about timothy and and he was made wise unto salvation from infancy yep. i mean he he this is some you know there's a, never a time when they didn't know jesus as a, a savior because as you said this is the air they breathe but also when we talk about belief, it's not just simply a head knowledge, it's a heart knowledge mm-hmm. of those things. You know, um, there are people that get to the knowledge and assent part, but they never get to the trust part, you know, where, where it's uh, gone from the head to the heart. But, and it, it's, it can be hard to tell. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think your three-year-old really could have saving faith. Mm-hmm. Your 13-year-old might, your 23, but I'm also saying... It's really it, it difficult. Doesn't, it doesn't, and that's what Jesus it doesn't is shock, saying. It doesn't shock oh. us if somebody does not continue in what they first proclaimed they did when they were young. There's uh-huh. a difference between profession and possession. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I that can, can profess Christ, but I don't have him. Right. But it, I, and that I, can happen to adults who, yes, too, for sure. who make professions mm-hmm. and fall away. And, and uh, I had a coworker one time mm-hmm. that did that back before I was in the ministry. Well, we, we also we also need to understand that uh, people doubt their faith, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and a doubt is not necessarily the the absence of faith. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a weak faith, and you know, the man that comes to Jesus and he's Jesus asking him if he believes, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. There is, you know, doubt is is oftentimes you know comes alongside of of that belief, and sometimes it just comes from the uh, some weak theology that we've been taught. Um, sometimes it becomes it's because of some sin that is apparent in our life. It's very hard to believe when you're sinning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard to have assurance of salvation when you're sinning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those are those are the, you know you're doing something with a high hand against God, and so you're not getting that assurance that that you need. Um, but assurance is not the uh, you know the there isn't a. We can believe that we have ins- assurance because what God's word says, but that's not the essence of faith. Yeah, saving faith that we talked about yesterday doesn't have to be a great faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, when I'm of the mind when Jesus says to his disciples that if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, that you could say to this mountain, "Get up and move over here." I, I mean, we could look at that and think that Jesus is speaking. And hyperbole, but I actually think he's being serious, and I think it's more of a testament to we are of weak faith, even the strongest of us, but it's still saving faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, as that father cried out, I, we believe, but help my unbelief. And I think it's important just to know where to go with these doubts. Mm-hmm. Don't look inward. Go back to the truths of God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, go back to those things that are foundational to what you believe and and sometimes people will say well i don't want to be a hypocrite if i don't actually believe if, if i'm questioning it then why should i read my bible why should i go to church 
Well, that's exactly what you should do, Mm -hmm. is go back to God's word. Go back to being around God's people and being in his house and being underneath his word. You need that to reground you in the the substance of of who you are and what you have believed. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't fear doubt. I mean... These are things are written that you might believe and have eternal life. Yeah, mm-hmm. bruh, do you even read? <laughs> do you Jesus even read? Says, uh, yeah. You know, sanctify them by your 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 truth or by your word. Your word is truth, yeah. and it's you know there is there is no other means that God has chosen to use besides His working through His word to strengthen us and to work in us. And I I just think that this is so vitally important. How much we need to just rehearse. The gospel truths day in and day out, day in and day out. I just said on Sunday, I said, I'm probably going to lose my job because some of you are getting to the point where you realize this guy doesn't really say anything new any week. Yep. (laughs) That I'm coming and proclaiming basically the same truths week after week after week just from different texts. I changed the the points, but at the end of the day, the Baseline message is the same. I love to tell the story to those who know it best. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, if your pastor does say, I have a new word, then run. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying to my people, you're going to hear the same truths. That's right. Different, different contexts, but the same truths, because you need to hear them, and I need to say them, and we both need to, to live them. And, mm-hmm. and so the gospel needs to be repeated need to constantly be refreshed in our hearts and minds because that is what gives us the assurance of faith. So doubt can happen, but it doesn't need to be the, the reality in which we live because God wants us to know that we belong to Him and that we can live for Him and, and be assured of that salvation. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time. 